this is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steven. I'm John. And we have a special guest with us today, AJ. That's right, that's right. He's in his uh, <laughs> Tifa cosplay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You don't want to know where he got the boobs from <laughs> at all. Marilyn Manson. Right. <laughs> exactly. They want to know what happened to Marilyn Manson's boobs from Mechanical Animals. AJ's wearing them shits. And he's dressed like Tifa. And let, let me go ahead and tell you, nailing it. Nailing it. <laughs> yeah. Pulling off. You should have seen the. You should have seen his uh, his cloud. Uh, you know, transgender dress. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> I can pull it off, man. Like I said, don't be jealous. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's because you're so bitch-like in your appearance. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, but uh, yeah, if you guys couldn't tell by the uh, intro music, we are we are doing Final Fantasy VII today. So this is our only our second video game. Wait, we're not doing Final Fantasy IX? No, oh, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, I never played nine. I can't even talk about nine. But um, <laughs> I did. But we yeah, did all good. play the shit out of Final Fantasy VII. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's one of the things, like, when when you start looking at some of the stuff about this game. Uh, just the, the Final Fantasy VII is the highest-selling Final Fantasy game yeah. of all time. All time. Yeah. Uh, Holds that shit. And that's, yeah. and that's even across multiple platforms, too, because you're talking about the cell phone version, the PlayStation 4 version, PC, PlayStation 3. Yeah, PlayStation 3. Yeah. They, they made it for everything. Now they're remaking it. Let's oh, hope course, they don't. Yeah, let's let's hope they don't take uh, what was great about it out just to add, yeah. you know, pretty. That's where a lot of graphics. people screw up at. We need we need to make sure that the cloud cross dressing scene is in there. It has to. Be it has in to there. be. In there. I know it was addressed there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> right. Before it's time. About it. Final Fantasy was obsessed with making like main characters, uh, or not just Final Fantasy, just SquareSoft. They they weren't Square Enix yet. Um, they were very obsessed with making uh, their main characters dressed as women. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> there's also like just in this game in general, like there's like an entire um, there's an entire group of of guys in the gym in the wall market <laughs> that are like pretty much gay. Let's just call it what it is. They're basically gay. Pink, pink yeah. spandex and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, what was the what was the one dude a uh, beautiful bro? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful bro, beautiful yeah, bro. bro. And then and then they, and then there was Lift like bro? and then at the uh, at the honeybee inn there's like uh, there's like an entire group of like weird sex perverts in honeybee inn <laughs> yeah. that are like I mean, it's called the honeybee inn right? Because yeah. it's like a brothel basically, yeah. but there's also dudes in there and like isn't one of the Shinra guys in there? Like isn't Heidegger in there? One of them's in there. I can't remember. I is it President wrong. Shinra or is it Heidegger? I want to say it was one of them. I would like to imagine it's Shinra. <laughs> he's just like, you know get what, his, guys? Get his perks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fuck off uh, yeah, for a little while. He's there for the dudes. That's how yeah. I want to imagine. You're right. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's like, but you're, but you're not gay though. You have a son named Rufus. It's like, ah, hey, Rufus is adopted. I'm actually like full on gay. <laughs> yeah. Full it's like, uh, that just brings up all kinds of new questions, <laughs> this doesn't it? This game just took a twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This just took a turn, man. But, well, I mean... It, it kind of goes into why it was, like, uh, starting off as a, uh, like, a mystery crime, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it's very interesting, yeah, because it was supposed to be, like, a detective story, and then, uh... Set in New York. Yeah, the creator's mom yeah. died, and then, um... He, he decided to kill off a certain character, and it took a dark turn, and... That's why we have the great game that we have oh, yeah. now. Yeah. 
Do we do we have to do spoiler alerts on a on a game that's over Man, twenty this, years no, old? No, no, hell no. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a slow build, but okay. you know that's you know trying to be dramatic. Right? So yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we'll uh, Aristides in this game. Anyway. Um, oh shit! <laughs> she dies. I haven't made it to that part yet. You didn't Damn make it to the end of disc one yet? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, Steven? Yeah. Anyway, I beat the game like twenty times. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I've been I because I, how many how many times have you guys bought it? Because I know I had an original copy for for uh, PlayStation One. I had a PlayStation Three digital copy. I have a PS Four digital copy on my system right now, and, and I also bought a copy for computer back in the day. And I think I bought a digital version for the PSP. No, when I got the one for PS Three, it also gave me the PSP version. I've got the uh, I got the original PlayStation One, and I have the uh, PlayStation Three. The digital copy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What about sweet. you? I have the PlayStation 1. I had it on my PSP. I had it on my PS3. Um, I, had it, I had it for PC at one point. And then, uh, yeah, that was that was it. But uh, I bought multiple copies of the PlayStation version. Yeah, I think I've had like two <laughs> of the PlayStation version because I had... A greatest. I think I had an original copy, and then that one messed up because I think my disc two messed up, and then I bought a greatest hits copy. Yeah. Because uh, oh, I remember what it was. Uh, something happened, and I had like a chip in the in the disc two. It was like an actual gouge in the plastic. I was so pissed. Oh wow. Because uh, I can't remember where I was in the story either. Because isn't disc two when you meet Sid? It's probably the part where Eris dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's disc one. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> it was, uh, it or was... is it the part where Tifa and Cloud clearly have sex? Yeah. Underneath the high wind. Yeah. Like, you know? Which is awesome. Yeah. That's it like... Out. Bear's right. Like, Hell yeah, that's my bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kiss coming. Damn, son. <laughs> I mean, because who doesn't want to sleep with Tifa? Honestly, yeah. Like really. when, like, let's just be honest with ourselves. Like when we first meet Eris, it's like. Eris is kind of like that really cool like girl next door, but then you see Tifa and you're like, okay, she, she's wifey. Yeah, she. <laughs> yeah. Like you think of Eris as maybe she might be like waifu material, and then you see Tifa and you're like, Milf. okay, yeah. If we're doing like a game of like fuck Mary kill, okay, I'm definitely fucking Tifa. I'm gonna marry Eris because she seems like she's pretty normal, even though she's kind of a hippie. And the, the kill would be. I don't know, maybe Yuffie? I don't know. <laughs> I, would not kill, I would not kill Yuffie, you would kill she's Yuffie. a thief. She's a thief, but she stole my damn material. But she dies. You, you, couldn't really, you, could, you couldn't really fuck Yuffie either, because she's, like, underage. That's true. That's true. Yeah. She's only, like, so 14 you got to kill something. her. She's, I think, 16. you got to kill her. Yeah, you, you, you do have to kill her. Yeah. yeah, or you're a pedophile. Do one, yeah. Do one, <laughs> one for the team. Because if you, if, you, if you marry her, then it, then you're getting into some weird Jerry Lee Lewis situation. <laughs> you're getting, like, David Koresh up in this place. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like it's like uh, uh, Yuffie could have possibly been one of the Branch Davidians. Anyway, yeah. um, Damn, this got dark. Quick. Yeah, quick. We, welcome we, to the cult podcast. <laughs> but uh, Final uh, Fantasy Seven started a lot of cults right. in Japan. Yeah, mainly dressing up as Final Fantasy characters and having a lot of sex as those characters. Yeah. I wonder how many people are like, you know what really gets me super hard? That Kate Sith cosplay. <laughs> you know you want to ride my mog? You know they fuck to that the most. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's probably somebody out there that's like, you know what? Of all those other characters, Aeris, Tifa, like, Yuffie, I want to fuck Kate Sith. And if you're that person, please do not email us. Don't email us. We don't want to know your sick Kate Sith fetishes. Because either you're you're going to have sex with the Mog, or you're going to have sex with a cat, and neither of those is a good thing. Because the cat's a robot. That's a fetish. Yeah, that's a super fetish. There's people that like to rub balloons on themselves when they get off to it, and there's other people that are like, I want to have sex with Kate Sith. It's like... Before we move on to the comments, I just wanted to mention something. Final Fantasy VII's early ideas... Uh, ended up becoming Parasite Eve's and Xenogears. Yeah, one of my so, favorites. Yeah, it's yep. one of your favorites, and I wanted you to uh, maybe explain what Xenogears is to people because uh, I don't know if a lot of people's played that game. It was one of the uh, drafts, early drafts to uh, Final Fantasy VII, and the uh, it was one of the, the few things where they were like, okay, well that's that's really good, but it's too dark. You know, it's a little it's a little too much, too mature. So they were like, ah, you know, we're not going to do that, and they kind of passed over it. What's the summary of the storyline? Uh, it could get, it's pretty complicated. You're this young guy named Faye in a little village. You come to find out that you've got this extraordinary power that you can't control. Uh, the world's dominated by two, like, super secret powers that nobody knows. It's real mysterious. But uh, basically, your objective in the game is to kill God. See? That's pretty much... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually very close... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it's kind of far off for, for the long storyline, but you know that the god person would probably have been Genova. Yeah, this was this was kind of a lot. Yeah. It's a lot like that. Like it's basically a man-made uh, planetary siege weapon that's basically gone too powerful, mm-hmm. too much, too quick. And see, that's how they used Genova. They used her as a weapon. Yeah. So yep. the, that's uh, these are the similarities between it. And I, very, I've never played Parasites Eve, but I heard people that it's liked good. It. it is good. Um, because it's got some of that biological terror type stuff yep, in it, too. It's a crime kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's good. Because you can definitely tell that the, some of their ideas, they were like, let's not totally trash can this. We have ideas yeah. for some other stuff yeah. we're going to do I here. don't think Square Enix now, I don't think they uh, trash can too much stuff. They might just carry it over to something else. Oh, they definitely have on the good ideas. They recycle yeah, sure. stuff. They yeah, recycle they, it. And that, that's a good thing because you have too many companies that get rid well, of Well, that's what happened with uh, Xenogears. Some of the guys said, hey, we got some really good stuff here. And uh, they didn't want to, they kind of put it on the back shelf and said, okay, well, you know, we got something good, we're going to split it from Square. And that's how uh, Monosoft got started. See? A lot of the original uh, Square guys are Monosoft. No. Some of the hardcore guys. Yeah, some of the guys that worked on Final Fantasy uh, 7 and 6 and some of the old ones. Okay. So you got some of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. yeah those, those guys are really great. I didn't know that, so yeah. that's, that's awesome. See, okay. we're educational too. Yeah, <laughs> you're learning shit. That's Dropping we, knowledge. I'm not stupid anymore. That's why we have our RPG aficionado over here. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I play I play some RPGs. Steve plays some RPGs, but neither of us have played nearly as many as AJ. Shit, yeah. the entire reason we even got into Final Fantasy VII was because of AJ. Just, just, yeah. just put out a fact out there. I am not a virgin. <laughs> just saying he's not a nerd he has plenty of kids he's, to prove that and if you can't get a description of what he may look like he's 6'3 he's black <laughs> totally are we, are we talking Dead about Barrett? <laughs> oh we weren't talking about Barrett? no, no. Not... also Barrett's 6'4 if you look at the booklet I actually uh, I looked at the booklet earlier and I was like oh wow I'm like Barrett's actually 6'4 I, I never made it past the team why would Cloud mess with right yeah 
Why would he do that? The guy's <laughs> huge. Right. <laughs> oh, well. You know, if I was glad, I would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, that's the thing, too, is that, like, just, just speaking in terms of just, like, firsts, because... Not only is this the first Final Fantasy game to actually have 3D elements in it, but it's also the first Final Fantasy game to have a black character in any way in it. And yeah. the first one to show blood. Yep. Yep. Show blood. That's 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 huge, really. If you think that about. is huge. Yeah. Show some real violence, you know. Because that's yeah. And uh, so talking about uh, 3D graphics and stuff like that, let's get to our first comment. <laughs> Yay! It's <laughs> gonna be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so uh, normally when we do movies, of course, I go to IMDb. Uh, can't do that for this because this isn't a movie. Although we could have done Advent Children probably if we wanted to. And who knows, we might eventually do Advent Children as kind of a... I don't know, if you watched Advent Children, you kind of are a fan. I would, you would think you'd have to because they True. don't really... They they try to recap the entirety of Final Fantasy VII in yeah. the first like five minutes of that movie. Yeah, so and that's you, like you 60 can, hours of gameplay. You, you have to play the game. To, get, to the, get the movie. Definitely. So that, that'd be kind of just uh, people just being like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't well, this get is it. For, this is kind of for the fans. Yeah, they made this that is, movie for the game players. They didn't give fan a fuck service. about anybody else when they made that movie. they done a good job. Because they don't explain anything in the movie. <laughs> no. They're like, this is what happens. Boom, this is what Cloud's faced with. Well, that's how the Japanese do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, they treat their audience like they're not morons. Yeah, because they're not. Yeah, they're exactly. Not, because they're not. They pay attention. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's I think that's one of the things that's like a lot of times when I like read like those IMDb comments, m- a lot of them are either from England or they're from America. I would like Go to see you. what a Japanese Rotten Tomatoes would look like. Probably just like <laughs> love this movie, love this movie, yeah. love this movie. And they're yeah. like everything's one hundred. If you don't like it, we kill you. Uh, yeah. we kill you. <laughs> this <laughs> movie is super kawaii. Me no ninja. We kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh Man, we're just going to start turning turn really racist here in a minute. If we <laughs> no, don't no, 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 no. I, I back him up on that. They do know Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> they invented them. Um, so, uh, so basically what I had to do was I had to like look around on the internet to different places, and I found some stuff from GameSpot, which were actually like like reader reviews or like like user reviews. And then uh, the other one, the one that I found that's going to be the centerpiece of this is going to be from thegamer.com. Hmm. And this it's an article... Uh, that was on there, and it, I can't remember exactly what the title of the article was, but it was like 15 things, that, or 15 reasons why Final Fantasy VII is the worst, or oh. is horrible, right? So There's 15 reasons? Yeah, there's 15. I have all 15 here in order. So, well, I see one of them's the graphics, which is unfair. <laughs> it was the state of the art in the day, man. How yeah, right. that shit was awesome. When you see that shit come up on the, the PlayStation... Like, the preview to Final Fantasy VII is still probably one of the greatest previews for a game I've ever seen. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> These people, man. But, uh, so, <laughs> the article was written by Ben Good, and this is uh, June 7th, 2017. No, you've been bad. Oh, no. You've been bad. <laughs> ben has been bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so it says, number 15, uh, Final Fantasy VII's graphics are rough. Everybody has squares for hands. People sometimes just don't have mouths. Those uh, full motion video chicks at Mount Corel look weird. And it's not like the PS1 wasn't capable of delivering way better. Look at Final Fantasy VIII. If you put Squall and Cloud next to each other, you'd think one was a soldier and one was a Super Mario character that hadn't eaten a mushroom yet. The characters that appear in the cutscenes look nothing like the ones you're actually controlling. Cloud has a belt. 
Tifa's wearing earrings. Wait, one of those characters, just a cat sitting on a mug? Oh, right. Okay, my bad. I knew that last one. <laughs> okay, so so for one, Final Fantasy VIII came out on... Uh, two years gonna, after this. It was two years after, and they've already upgraded the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Technology, technology moves really fast. Yeah, yeah whenever you're starting making video games, and Final Fantasy VII was the basis for what RPGs were supposed to look like from that point on. It was the first, what, one of the first 3Ds that came out on PlayStation 1? It was the first 3D. First 3D role-playing game, I think, for sure, because uh, Tomb Raider came out, what, like a year, maybe? A little bit bit less than a year before this? And Tomb Raider looked rough. Like, you can look at at the original Tomb Raider now, and it's really blocky and jaggedy, and it's, like, pixelated, but... When you look at Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII, it wasn't like it just came out in 97. They had to work on this in 95 and 96. Well, the the reason it looks that way is because, yeah, the technology that they were doing, they were working on this and Chrono Trigger at the same time. And Chrono Trigger was priority. Everybody was working on Chrono Trigger. Some people were working on Final Fantasy VII. That's just the way a studio works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Chrono Trigger was priority because that was the bigger project at the time. Even though Final Fantasy VII ended up getting the bigger budget after Chrono Trigger came out and was a success, and that's why uh, instead of putting uh, Final Fantasy VII on Super Nintendo, it was on PlayStation 1 because yep. uh, Sony had more to offer at the time, so they signed that yeah, exclusive Yeah, it, it was going to be on the Super Nintendo. It was going to be on the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. That's right. But the, the, the thing that delayed it was... Uh, Chrono Trigger had to come out first. Right. It was good. <laughs> it was, really it was good. It's one of the greatest RPG games of all yeah, time. It's, it's yeah. And also, just as a little morsel, eventually we might get into Chrono Cross because of Square RPGs and we were talking about maybe doing like an RPG game. Steve's idea was Chrono Cross and there's a oh shit ton of people that hate Chrono I Cross. I love that what? game. Yeah, I love like you're Chrono shocked. Cross. There's people that hate Chrono Cross because they're like, it's not Chrono Trigger. It's not a real sequel. It's bullshit. So that might eventually it, be an episode if it, we get to it. We might eventually do Chrono Cross because that yeah. game is we 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 it's all not love Chrono that game. Trigger, and it's not a sequel because it, they were trying to do Chrono like they do Final Fantasy. Yeah, stories yeah. in a universe that aren't linked to each other. Yeah, they're, they're stories into themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're self-contained. Yeah. But, like, the whole thing where they're they're trying to say, like, if you put Squall and, Squall and Cloud next to each other, you think one was a soldier and one was a Super Mario character that hadn't eaten a mushroom yet. It's Squall's like, a Super Mario character? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. it's like, but you look at the, the character models, it's like the, the, the blocky, kind of like the, the chibi style that they used for the in-game stuff was really what they could do at the time. I mean, look at how big uh, yeah. PlayStation discs are in, in total. It took three discs to play this entire game. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you're, in order to be able to do that, they have to sacrifice a few things. Even Nobuo Uematsu even said that he really wanted to do uh, more stuff with the soundtrack, but it was going to take up too much room. So he basically had to change the soundtrack. So instead of using like the regular PlayStation hardware, where you could you know basically have them as like, like CD-ROM tracks where they were like CD quality, he was like, I'm going to have to do all these tracks in MIDI because of the hardware limitations. I'm not able... So they basically, what they had to do was, uh, I think it was like, there was like 24 tracks that they could use for audio. So they used uh, 16 to do the musical score and they did 8 for the uh, sound effects. 
<laughs> to do all yeah. the battle effects. I mean, and I'd, I'd rather have great gameplay and storyline over graphics any day. Yeah, you got to think yeah. though, the guys he's bitching about all this, and I mean, you got to think he was state of the art when it came out. They they did the best they could. They had a crap load of money. They had forty five million, which yeah, is like forty five today. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's it's a right. lot. I mean, it, it had a lot of back. It was the highest budgeted game of all time at that point. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this guy's. And I'm not sure if any of that. I don't have the numbers for the game to beat it, but I think it was Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Yeah. On the original PlayStation One, the only game that beat this in sales on the PS One was uh, Gran Turismo. Really? Yep. I've never played them. The Gran Turismo. I mean, why why not just get in a real car and race? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because everyone can do that. Yeah, <laughs> without getting arrested. Remember, don't buy those stupid racing games. You got a Fiat? Just Go ahead. do it. Yeah. Just do it. Oh, there's ever if we ever do an episode about Gran Turismo, I'm the expert for that. So, because I played every Gran Turismo since have that you? came out. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have played every Gran Turismo. So, <laughs> it's that. That is my shit. He's like Ricky Bobby. He likes to go fast. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Um, <laughs> so number fourteen. There's no getting off this train we're on. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, number fourteen. Random battles are frustrating. Oh, this uh, dude's just lazy. <laughs> walk two steps, get in a fight. Finish the fight. Walk another two steps, get another fight. Walk towards the exit door. Oops. Fight. If, if this doesn't drive what are you, you insane, in Monsterland? you have I've, the patience I've never of a saint. <laughs> It seems like uh, with virtually every step you take the, in, in this game puts you in a random battle. In, in fact, the random battles are so annoying, they're actually a, there's actually a materia in the game called Enemy Away that you can equip to cut them down. Yep. Not totally eliminate them, <laughs> just make less of them happen. In the iPhone Final Fantasy VII port, uh, you have the option to just push a button on the main screen and turn random battles off. Okay, fact. Uh, the Japanese version was a lot worse. The U.S. version was, you know, it was, uh, what, twisty? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, the, we have some the, beer the, things going the on Japanese yeah. version, twist the, the Japanese version was a lot worse with the random uh, enemy battles. It was so bad that, uh, basically in the U.S. version, they, they toned it down a lot and gave you the super weapons. Right. Because they're like, oh, you know, nothing's really hard in the game, so we'll give you super weapons. The Japanese version was like, here, random battle, random battle, random battle. You know, it's just back Well, the to point back. of the game is fighting. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed right. to be a challenge. It's supposed to be hard. You know, if you don't like it, then get out of RPGs. Yeah, don't do RPGs. <laughs> do, uh, play Call of Duty or something. Or, or just get, get good. Yeah. Shoot a couple people. Yeah, yeah or don't get be good. Don't yeah. <laughs> I never that, had though? that problem. I never was, was just like, oh, another fight. I was like, I'm going to kick your ass. I, I'm about... Straight up because it's all about experience, and like sometimes yeah. when you get into some areas of the game, you're like, man, it's a good thing that I had to fight all these monsters because I'm actually like at a good level now, and I can fight this boss, and it's not maybe as challenging. I mean, it's a win-win. You know? Yeah. Well, not to keep uh, mentioning Chrono Trigger in this Final Fantasy episode. Yeah, it's gonna but, happen. Uh, probably. Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Chrono Trigger. But uh, uh, when you go to the prehistoric times in Chrono Trigger, there's like this dinosaur cave. And that's, like, the best place in that game to get, like, XP so you can level up your oh, characters. Yeah. Grind area. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you just keep going in and out of the cave just killing dinosaurs and stuff. And then you just, XP just keeps going up and up and up. I mean, it's more like a pet peeve, you know, to me. Like, yeah, oh, I, random battle. Uh, oh, okay. You know, big it sounds deal. like, to me, like, he barely won a battle, and then he had to get another battle behind that get his ass kicked. Yeah. And he was out of potions. Very, yeah, very frustrated because he couldn't get out of that cycle. And uh, that's what that sounds. It like. It was a challenge, and he didn't like it. He wanted to basically just roll. He space went out in the, the world, 
without <laughs> enough potions and shit. Yeah. And got his ass kicked. He couldn't That's, get his face to smash the controller and be like, I win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just face roll this game. Like, you actually have to think, like, okay, do I have enough potions? Do I have enough ether? You know, do I have, like, all of my, my shit taken care of? Is my materia in good shape? Do I have the right materia in certain things? Like, you have to you have to kind of plan it out because, like, it, like whenever, you know, I whenever I play, say, play something, like, if I'm playing, like, because I've been playing Final Fantasy XII, if I know, like, okay, I'm about to go into, like, Gear of Vagan, and Gear of Vagan has... Like monsters that do like six status effects to you every time they hit you, right? So you're like, okay, shit, I got sleep, I got poison, I got sap, I got to deal with all this stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, syphilis. Um, if you go into the one point of Rabin Astro, you probably will. <laughs> um, but I know that I'm gonna have to carry remedies with me. I know that I'm gonna have to make sure that I have my cleanse magic on. So it's like you have to be prepared before you go into some of these areas. And, like, in Final Fantasy XII, I've ever run into an area where I'm, like, like the area when I was, like, oh, I'm going to go fight these werewolves. They kicked my ass in, like, two hits. I'm, like, okay. yeah, Because then I'm, like, oh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to fuck you guys up when I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The challenge is fun. Yeah. Because you're, like, I, you know what? I'm going to get good. I'm going to go get, get me some better weapons. I'm going to have some more items. And when I come back, I'm going to be able to take this thing out. Yeah, easy games suck. Because yeah. they're boring. They yeah. defeat the purpose of what a game's supposed to do. It, like in the in the RPG, like big like gaming community, it's basically called casual. You know, it's like if it's too easy, it's just not fun. If it's, yeah, it's right. hard and it has a long end game, it's just it's so much fun. Figuring out how to win you and can, everything you like can get that. Get into the game more. That's why I I'm not really into strategy guides or looking things up unless I'm just like at a complete blank, like a block in the road where I just can't even. Do yeah, anything. You just need a little help. Yeah, but other than that, I, I want to do it all myself. Yeah, yeah. It's best uh, way. Because that's what it's about. It's about strategy. It's about figuring things out. I mean, if it's not if it's not like that, it's not good. That's why I think the old school RPGs were better. They than didn't hold your hand the whole yeah. freaking way. Yeah. Oh no, no, you can't figure it out. Well, go over here. No, don't tell me where the fuck to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> eventually, if you wander around long enough, you'll either get, gain a lot of experience just wandering around, or eventually you'll figure it out. It's part of the journey. Yeah. When it's... I first played Skyrim, I discovered every single part of that map because I yeah. wouldn't fast travel. I walked everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's sometimes, especially like since we're since you talked to said Skyrim, I, I'm like, there's been times that I'm like. I'll be wandering around, you know, doing like assassinations and stuff for the Dark Brotherhood. I'm like, I've never found this cave before, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, what's but in this here? Game, like 900 hours, never yeah. seen yeah. this shit. Yeah. How fucking big is this map? <laughs> yeah. This map is huge. Like you can still go in that game and find shit you yeah. haven't discovered before. Yeah. Because I remember like the I remember like the first time that I went into Blackreach, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. There's like those weird little golem guys in there, and you know, like the the snow elf guys that are like tainted and stuff, and and then the next thing, you know, I've been in that cave for like two hours, and I fought a dragon. I found like some weird mushrooms in there, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was well, that's like, "That's what happened." You started tripping on the mushrooms. Yeah, and he did some shrooms in the game. In the game. In the game. Started, the game. started <laughs> hanging out with Gimli. Shit got weird. Yeah. Um, got weird quick. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, so this is uh, number thirteen. Severe lack of smooching. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, let me let me just dig into this. Uh, it's a love triangle made in RPG heaven. Cloud and Tifa have been friends since they were kids and definitely seem to have the uh, some chemistry as a couple. Yeah. Then along comes Aeris, and suddenly Cloud looks like he might be falling for someone else. But does he? Despite some pretty tame innuendo, Aeris offers 
uh, a trade offers to trade Cloud a date in exchange for being her bodyguard. We never actually see any sort of romantic relationship develop between any of these characters in a way that culminates in something like, say, a kiss. Instead, we're <laughs> we're just supposed to uh, sort of fill in the blanks that something probably happened between somebody somewhere along the line. This dude's like, I need. See that, that that's that all that's just wrote so wrong. So this dude's like, it's I need Eris, I need Tifa and Cloud threesome. Show it in the game. <laughs> it, it's, it's left up to you as the as a player of what you want to do. It's not like what this character's going to do, and that's what you do. You know, it's left to the character, like like you. Like, all right, well, do you do this? Do you do that? They give you the option if you want to go for Tifa or Ares. Yeah, because yeah, even the date when you go to Gold Saucer, if you've been yeah. if you've been like if you bought Ares's flowers when you're on the street, and like there's certain dialogue things you can do. Where you can respond to her, and if you seem like you're kind of cold towards Aeris, and your your dialogue goes more yeah. towards Tifa, you'll end up taking Tifa with you. Exactly. On the uh, it was like the it's like the gondola ride thing. Yeah. Um, or it's like a, is it a Ferris wheel? I forgot exactly. It's actually, yeah, gold uh, It's that like gold saucer, but you know the you know so you can either go on the date with Aeris, which people consider that's the easiest path, and then you can also take she the date with bang. Tifa. And then there, you can even do one with Barrett, where Barrett's just like <laughs> smacking the bench the whole time. That one's yeah. actually kind of funny. Do you live, do you live bro? Yeah. Do you live? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think Cloud should have dated Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it down. Which is that we have a gay inter interracial relationship in a <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy? That's breaking I mean, some Cloud new does, uh, He does cross dress and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ahead of the game. Ahead and Barrett of the game. does. Barrett does wear a sailor suit in this game. Yeah. <laughs> in Junon. You know, like when they're when they're on their way to Junon, he dresses like a sailor. I'm just He's saying, all talking about how it's too tight. Live action stuff. movie? Mm -hmm. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. <laughs> oh, Terry Crews would be awesome as Barrett in a live action movie. <laughs> yeah. I got some cheeseburgers. <laughs> I got a cheeseburger. <laughs> I got some cheeseburgers. But like it's basically like confirmed by people that worked on the game that were like, yeah, basically Cloud and Tifa had sex. Underneath the high wind, when they like you know spent oh, yeah. that time together, it's yeah. like it's basically pretty much like you you kind of get the idea that that's what they did, but they're not gonna have somebody like just you know straight on doing like a bunch oh, of romantic got, shit in the game. You got last night, didn't you? They're not gonna say that this is Final Fantasy. This is Final Fantasy. Yeah. They're yeah. not gonna be like, if you're too stupid to understand what happened, then they're not gonna tell you. <laughs> so like th the end of his comment it says after Aeris died I was just begging for Red 13 or Vincent to pull Cloud aside and be like wow that's sad huh so were, were you guys a thing it takes it takes away from the reality of the world and the love stories the game is supposedly telling wait so he by... thinks Red or Vincent was going to pull Cloud to the side and be like oh she's dead that's sad well, you, well one you Vincent's a, he's a vampire and Red's a goddamn dog <laughs> like, come on. I mean, he can talk Red's all that, a dog, but still. And is a vampire, this is this so guy's logic here. You chose two people that would give the least amount of fucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like, what the Well, <laughs> is Red supposed to be a dog? I thought he was a wolf. He, I don't know if he's like... He's a, like a wolf-lion-dog thing. I thought he was more like a lion, to be honest. Yeah, because he, he has, like even a, has kind of like the mane, the mane. but it's like a, like a mohawk kind of mane. So he's like a dog. He's a badass, though. Lion dog. Is he a liger? Yeah, he's a liger. Um... He has no stripes, though. <laughs> he does have a pretty gnarly tattoo. Yeah. He hasn't earned them. He's yet. like, screw stripes, man. I want tattoos. Yeah. Um, Tap me up. <laughs> Tap me up. His storyline's basically like rocket raccoons. It's an experiment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. Well, Hojo. Yeah. And then, yeah, let's not, let's not forget that Hojo was going to basically have this weird thing where he was going to 
combine Aeris and Red Thirteen together. <laughs> like he, because he put him in the tombs. That's what he was gonna do. He was gonna be like, "Hey, we have the last living Cetra, and we have this weird dog thing." Last living this. Let's put them together. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. Let's just Makes see what sense. happens. Like you're literally trying to combine a a, a wolf dog lion thing with a human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is Hojo's? This is a weird experiment. Yeah, that guy was on like fucking LSD or something. Hojo was on something, man, because like. And then, like, you know, later on in the game, you see him just chilling on the beach with a bunch of honeys. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the hell is Hojo doing here with a bunch of chicks? He's technically the father of, uh, Sethroth, too. You can stop that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining the audio agent. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but, uh, so it gets to, uh, number 12. Uh, uh, super long summon spells you can't skip. Final Fantasy VII summon spells are very well done. Seeing if you've Bahamut, never played Final Fantasy VII, summon spells are like 20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says, uh, seeing Bahamut, Odin, or, uh, or Ifrit appear yeah. and annihilate your enemies in one fell swoop is amazing. The first time. But then you gotta do it again and again and again and again. And every time you have to watch the same long animation. They're I'm, like, maybe... 12 seconds. I, th I think what he's thinking is like Knights of the Round. Yeah, that's a little bit long. Knights of the but Round takes like two use, minutes to cast. Because it, But if you're able to use Knights of the Round, like you go through all that trouble to get it, you should enjoy it. Right. You have to go through a lot just to get Knights of the Round. Um, it says, uh, I'm not saying remove the summon animations, but, uh, but not giving the player the option to skip them is frustrating. Yeah, because they had that on PlayStation One. See, these are this person's someone that played it uh, in twenty fifteen. Like, yeah, like in twenty fifteen, the guy that uh, never played the original games or understood what that was. To right. you, you didn't have options to skip stuff, just like you didn't have like you know stuff like oh auto save points. You had to get you had to get to a save point and save the game. Mm -hmm. Or you lost your progress. It wasn't this this stuff now in games where it's like, oh, you can just save it anywhere in the game. Right. Yeah, in old school Final Fantasies, you couldn't do that. You, you were had just to like, make it to designated save points. Yep. That and was also part of the challenge. <laughs> was how long can you last until you can get to a save point to track where you where you're going? You know. Yeah, that's use the tent. That's, that's yeah, or use the tent. And uh, then you had to, uh, that's where you had to be to exchange uh, members of your team. Yep, if you want to switch party members out. Because you couldn't just randomly, like in games now, where you'd just be like, I don't want the guy anymore, I'll take this guy and this guy, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, back then, you had to make it to a save point. And if you're past the save point, you're going forward to a, to a boss, and you're like, shit, I should have put this guy on my party. Too fucking bad. Yeah. Or you put materia on somebody and you're like, oh, I really needed to have them in this battle because they have that materia I've been working on. Yeah, you're probably going like, to die. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn it, we're going up against a bunch of like mechanical enemies and I need lightning. Yeah. And lightning's on Aeris and I don't have her in my party right now. Shit. She's dead. Yeah, <laughs> or she's dead, either way. <laughs> um, 
But the thing, at least what they do is at least when Ares dies, you still get you know, the material. Back. Yeah. I was like. They just rob her corpse. Because part of me is like, man, that's really super shitty that she dies. Do, wait, she had all my good material. Does she have all my cure? Oh, I got it back. Okay. Yeah, all right. It's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it's not so bad. I'll just get the decay. Yeah, so set. make sure you, before you get to that part, take all the shit off of her. <laughs> yeah. <right>? yeah. <laughs> that's pretty horrible. You're gonna lose one of the best one of the best characters in the game, but it's yeah. like she can't have my materia because I don't want her to die with it. Yeah, don't just don't give her any materia. You know? <laughs> um, uh, it says uh, this is never worse than in the final battle with Sephiroth. Uh, not only are you casting seemingly endless knights of the round over and over, and likely using mine mine materia so you can cast it even more, but Sephiroth has his own incredibly long, incredibly boring summon. Any kind of player uh, interactive summons would have been welcome change and a way for the player to be involved with the summoning instead of feeling the need to grab a blanket and a pillow every time one of them started. Yeah, Supernova. So boring. <laughs> Seeing, like, all of that shit basically, like, just being destroyed. Yeah, his, his, his shit literally goes through planets. Yeah. It destroys, like, half the solar system. And then it hits you and it's, like, 4,000 damage. Yeah, You're like, 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 this shit destroyed planets and it only did, took me, like, half health. What the hell? Thanks, yeah. planet. Carl's like, get that shit off me. I feel bad for Captain Planet. You're right, yeah. Captain Planet's like, fuck, I have a lot of work to do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. I'm finally useless. Could you, could, <laughs> could you guys, like, please just stop destroying planets and shit? <laughs> Save Sephiroth. the Earth. That, uh, by the way, that cartoon didn't help anything. <laughs> no. Because he was all about save the planet, don't pollute, and all this stuff, and whatever. I think it got worse after the cartoon. They're like, fuck that guy. Who's this? Was he green or blue? He was green. Yeah, he was green. Who's this green son of a bitch telling us what to do? We're fucking destroying this planet. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Money, bitches. Money. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of what for some of this game, because they're basically like pulling the life force out of the planet. Yeah, Yeah, see? To make energy. It's all connected. That was an accident. Yeah. I had to tie that together because Steve was going off the rails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got the planet was my shit. Save the planet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because we just mentioned Captain Planet in a Final Fantasy episode. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Planet. Wait, we were all expecting that, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's so- like a twist in the village whenever they find out that it's all bullshit and the movie sucked. That was a cool twist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. uh, Number 11. The active time battle system is boring. Uh, (laughs) The screen blurs. The music hits. The excitement of battle is upon you. You draw your sword, ready your spells, and get ready to select options from menus. Combat in Final Fantasy VII is about as interesting as adjusting the brightness on your smartphone. This guy's (laughs) playing this game on his fucking phone. (laughs) He wrote this in 2017. This is the first yeah. time yeah. he's played the game, and it's on your phone. Don't play Final Fantasy VII on your phone. <laughs> Buy the fucking game. It's like $15 on the phone. You can probably get it cheaper if you just had a PlayStation. If you get it on PS4, it's $15, and you can actually play it with a controller. With a controller in an actual fucking game setting. They have to dumb the shit down for the smartphone. Yeah, because yeah. of the touchscreen, you know. Uh, as the fun of play a game like that. Stop being such a loser. Uh, as the Final Fantasy games have progressed, they have come to understand that gamers crave a more immersive combat system, or maybe just something where one of the buttons they push will actually swing their sword. The active time battle system is slow, it's boring, it's unrealistic, and it takes away from the overall enjoyment of the game. 
And plus, you can set the game so enemies will actually wait for you to take your turn as long as you're in a magic or item menu. So hop into your spells list and go make a sandwich. Go ahead. I'll wait. All done? No problem. <laughs> this half wall, half dragon has been patiently waiting for you. How kind. Okay, that guy's way out of time. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude That dude sucks. I mean, it's time-based battles. This is an RPG. This, that's the RPG style. That was back in the ni like 97. This guy's doing it. Uh, he doesn't understand. Then. This dude's probably yeah. 20 years old. Yeah, I'm a little douchebag. I'm gonna call it. He's like 20, 24 max. He's probably a he's millennial. He's never played. Yeah, body <laughs> millennial. <laughs> uh, definitely a millennial. There's no, there's no argument about that. Um, but the thing is, like, when you look back at like the the previous Final Fantasies, every Final Fantasy up to that point has had a turn-based battle system, <laughs> yeah. where it's like enemy does something and the enemies do their thing, and then you go, you're like. Okay, do I want to do a regular attack? Do I want to do magic? Do I want to do a skill? Like, what do I want to do? Yep. That's part of the strategy of it is you think like, okay, well, I can either go ahead and probably try to kill this thing, possibly take more damage and my health might get a little low, or I can stop and heal, and then maybe the battle goes on a little bit longer, but at least one of my characters won't fall and I have to use a phoenix down. You know, it's a, it's a strategy thing that you have to do. Yeah, just think about it like chess. Yeah. They get a move, you get a move. Yep. They get a move, you get a move. This guy obviously does not understand that. Um, <laughs> that's how RPG this game was strategy, way out of his league. Yeah, that's how RPG strategy games work. Yeah. Move-based. That, that's actually how I prefer them. Because it just seems, I don't know, it seems pure. That's, I mean, the, the running up and just straight up fighting people is like pretty cool. Like in Threads of Fate and Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts and stuff oh, yeah. like that. That's pretty cool for those games. But if you want to see more uh, difficult, I think you have to do the turn base. It, it worked really well for, yeah. that, for that game. Yeah. But that's, uh, so that brings me to, uh, to the next point. Number 10, Materia is extremely limiting. Oh, what the hell? So just before I even get into this, how in the fuck could you consider Materia limiting? It's limitless. I know, I know, I know how. He doesn't know how to fucking use material. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the hell's going on. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. It's the best part of this fucking game. Yeah. The material is awesome. They should put it in all Final Fantasy VII games. When we, me and Final Steve were Fantasy. talking about this, yeah. we were talking about, like, they should honestly have material in every game since then. Because I it's love like, it. it's, it's awesome. Because, like, 8 had, like, the junction system. And then you have, like, uh, what is it in, in 10? Is it the sphere grid where, like, you did the spheres and you unlock the, the sphere skills or whatever? So you have that kind of stuff, like... Um, that is what happens. I played 10. It's like, yeah, it's like the spheres. You unlock the grid as you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, the way the way that is in Final Fantasy 12 is you have the license board, so you have to buy the license and then you get access to that magic or whatever it is. But you have to buy the license to unlock Great, it. I get capitalism in my Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's how the world of Ivalice is. But when you unlock really badass licenses, you can do really cool shit. But anyway. Uh, but uh, So it says, over time, uh, Mako reactors uh, make rocks. These rocks get really hard and cool. <laughs> then you can put them in your weapons, even though the only <laughs> weapon that actually seems to have slots for them is Cloud's Buster Sword. This is Materia, a.k.a. Colorful Rocks. While learning the Materia system is simple enough, it's also cripplingly limiting. 
For the sake of contrast, consider Final Fantasy X Sphere Grid. It's amazing. Every character in your party can learn every spell in the game if you really want them to. Materia offers none of that potential. It's a piece of rock you put in your weapon slot and level up till it's done. Or you master it. And guess what you get when you master it? Another piece of the same dumb rock, except this time unleveled up. What exactly does Yuffie want this stuff? Why does Yuffie want this stuff so bad? Um, the, the amount so, of stupid in that whole paragraph yeah. just makes my brain hurt. Yeah. When yeah, I had yeah. to read this, I almost stopped right here because I was like, I, I don't know if this dude's like like totally serious or if he's trolling. So it almost seems him, like a troll. Yeah, but no, it gets worse. Oh my god. Yeah. So so okay. We got so nine more to go. Ten. Ten compared to seven. And I'm not hating on ten necessarily completely. Um. That's a joke, right? I mean, every person that can learn all the same skills in 10, yeah. Why would you want that ever in any RPG game? Why would you want all your characters to have all the same skills? Because then everybody feels the same. You just need one character then. Yeah. Just have one really powerful character and not have any extra characters. Yeah, just make the entire game based on Tidus. Yeah, I mean, and there, there's some issues with Tidus. <laughs> yeah, you know, his name especially is, his laugh. His name is Titus. His yeah. name is Titus. Like, like tits. tits, tits. <laughs> no, it's T I D U S. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, Titus. Or I always thought it was Titus. Titus. But it's pronounced Titus, I guess. I think Titus sounds better. Titus sounds ridiculous. We're gonna See, go with Titus because that sounds cooler. It sounds, it sounds too and if you have a problem with it, too bad. Uh, but the thing about the materia system, I think that's great about it is that if you can basically customize your people how you want to. So, yeah. like the example I used earlier where if you know you're going up against a bunch of mechanical enemies and you're like, I have a lightning materia and I have an all materia, cool. So I'll put them on a jointed slots on my weapon and that way I can cast lightning to all the enemies and that will help me kill these machines faster. Or if you go up against something that's weak to fire, you know, or, or something like that, you can take that all materia and like put it with a whole bunch of other things. Because you can do that with all the elemental. <laughs> Just fucking up, AJ. Yeah, fuck it up. He's dropping up. Party foul. Party foul. Chug, chug, It's too bad we don't have the whiskey out here. That would have been fun. Yeah, like, it would be like, welcome to, the, welcome to the drunkenly vomiting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear this in the background, that is AJ. Yeah. It's yeah. always going to be me. <laughs> yeah. It always will be. Uh, but, um... It's but the the thing where it's like oh if you master it then you get another useless rock that's unleveled no you get another one of the same thing so now you can start leveling that oh and guess what there are weapons in this game that give you what double and triple materia growth <laughs> yeah. uh if you're an idiot you probably would be like what the fuck is double triple growth that's stupid that's <laughs> this, for your materia dumbass this dude played Final Fantasy seven for five hours couldn't figure out the materia system <laughs> and then wrote this whole. Thing. Probably, yeah. Tried to try to troll it pretty hard. Yeah, like it's this is hard. I mean, back to Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Chrono Trigger podcast now. This is the Chrono Trigger podcast. I could probably do an entire podcast just on Chrono Trigger. Yo, he could. He could do that uh, by himself too. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, what what I'm saying is like every character in Chrono Trigger has a different different set of skills, and. Uh, you know, like Liam Neeson. Yeah, uh, like, you know, take, <laughs> have a particular set of skills. Nice. Uh, but uh, every one of them are different.
different. So whatever skills you want in the party, you have to pick whatever character. Materia does that for the characters. Yeah. No. Yep. You know, uh, Cloud has his certain skills. Tifa does. Um, well, if you like this particular character, you can just say, okay, well, I'm going to put all that Materia that I want on that character and build that character off that Materia. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what you can do. I always like to have Vincent in my party. Uh, Vincent's badass. Because Vincent is awesome. Um, what, what, who who did y'all like to have in y'all's party? Y- y- y'all's final, like, uh, three. You know, Cloud and then the two other two. Um, I guess it depends on how I've developed them, but I, I usually... What I did, what I did, because if I remember, I think Kate Sith was really good at magic. So, like when Ayers dies, spoilers, uh, I gave all <laughs> my curing magic to Kate Sith. Yeah. So I would have like Cloud, Kate Sith, and then uh, probably Sid because Sid had the spears. Yeah, Sid and was the, cool. And the spears were cool, but sometimes I would use uh, Yeffy because she could throw the shurikens, and like her shurikens, I could put her in the back row and have her do like range stuff with the shurikens. That was pretty cool. Mine was usually Cloud, Vincent, and Tifa. Yeah. But I would switch out to Tifa depending on like what kind of gloves she had. I think I had Cloud, Tifa, and uh, Red X. Yeah. And Red the 13. Red, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I, I like... Uh, Red was good too. Red had good limit breaks. Yeah, I like Red. Um, but I think what the thing with Kate Sith is that it's like his limit break is the slot machine. So either I'm going to get like a full heal or I'm going to do damage or like something's cool going to happen. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I like them. And, uh, yeah, I like them. I don't think I've really ever used them that much in the, the party. I use Kate Sith like a good bit. I probably use Kate Smith more, probably more than other people did. Because, like, if I remember right, his stats with magic were, like, really good. Oh, they and, were high, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was like, I would usually use him as my healer. And then I would normally have, Cloud would do, like, all of my, like, elemental damage and stuff. Like, I put all my, like, lightning and fire and stuff on him. Uh, and then it just depends on who else I would need. Like, if I wanted somebody like Tifa in the party, I'd put Tifa in. But my, kind of like my, not my, like, what I would use for, like, Sephiroth at the end of the game, I think, was, was Cloud, Barrett, Tifa. Like, the original three. And then I would, I would maybe have, like, Kate Sith over on the other party, you know, helping to do stuff when, like, when you split up and, like, you're fighting Genova on the two sides. I, I, I always, uh, and I like Barrett as the character or whatever, but pretty much as soon as I got anyone else to put in the party, I took him <laughs> yeah. out. You took Barrett out? Because his gun, until you get later in the game and can upgrade him enough, his gun is weak as shit as gets people. Yeah. And it's awesome looking, and whenever he does that, it's, it's, it's cool, and he has some cool abilities, but... You have to give him really good guns. Yeah, you really, really have to work on Barrett. Because he and gets it, some really good guns towards the end, yeah, especially. Yeah, like very gear dependent. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, so that's why he's usually not in my party. No, in the beginning of the game, Ares doesn't leave my party because she's my healer. Oh, she's badass at the end. Yeah, she's awesome. I mean, she also got that. But like, it's a staff. trick because you shouldn't use her because you're wasting experience. Because she's gonna fucking die. She's going right. to die, and regardless of what you heard on the internet, you cannot revive her. Mm-hmm. That, that was a Game Shark code or something, wasn't it? Or somebody yeah, that hacked it didn't right work. Uh, by the way, it you tried worked. It? Well, here's what happens. <laughs> here's what happens. She will come back and it'll glitch your fucking game. Oh, uh, because it like it breaks your save file, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because you can only you can only uh, bring her back for so long, 
And if you really? try to play through the whole game with it, it, it just it doesn't work right. <laughs> because it glitches. I don't even. I don't think you can even finish the game. Damn. If you try to revive her, I don't think it was a game shark code though. It might have been. Because uh, I, I, think I so. I remember hearing that it was a game shark code, but it's like. It's a really buggy code because when you try to bring her back, especially if you're if you're using her in situations when she's not supposed to be there, it like it definitely it like corrupts your save file. Because Damn. I had I remember using a Game Shark on Final Fantasy VII before, and in the middle of that save file, I was I had fought I was in the Northern Crater, and I think I was getting ready to fight Genova, or I just fought Genova, and I was getting ready to fight uh, Sephiroth in his angel form. And my save file corrupted. Oh, shit. I could not load it back. And to this day, I've never actually totally finished off Sephiroth like at the at the end. I've gotten all the way to safer Sephiroth and fought him in the angel form. I've never been able to finally finish that because that save well, file you know corrupted. What, you know what happens after you uh, uh, defeat Sephiroth in that safer form, right? Yeah, you, you fight him with the Omni Slash. Fight him with the Omni Slash when he has one HP. Yep. Yeah. And basically whoop his ass. It's basically just a cutscene where you kill him. Yeah. Yep. So you you beat the game, uh, but it, it's it's nice to see it. Yeah. Because yeah. then it shows the end scene all the way through, and the end scene's awesome. Yeah. Because since then I've actually went in and seen what the end of it looks like. Because uh, I was like, uh, that's the reason I bought it for PS4, because I was like, I'm actually going through, and I'm going to finally beat Safer Sephiroth, because my file glitched, and I couldn't get back into it. Because every time I try to load it off the memory card, it would just give me, like, gibberish. And I was yeah, like, I mean, fuck! Because she's supposed to be dead. As much as you don't want her to be dead, she she's supposed to be dead. That's what makes the game mm -hmm. so much better from then on out. Yeah. Because it does give you, like, it definitely... It definitely affects Cloud because then he starts realizing what they're actually supposed to be fighting for. It's a it's a character you're supposed to care about, and then lose. And then you lose. Yep. And it, it pisses you off. You want her back, but you're not supposed to. That's have part her. of the genius of the game. Really. It and is. You, it really is. You definitely hate Sephiroth after that. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't hate Sephiroth. If you didn't hate him enough for like destroying an entire village and like killing everybody, basically, I mean. Pretty much killed almost everybody in the Shinra Tower. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you would hate him after her. You know that that was like the nail in the coffin. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're definitely gonna hate him now. Uh, yeah, especially like you know, when like Jar like body slumps sad. over and the materia falls out. Yeah, and you're like, oh fuck. But then you realize that the last thing that she did was she was praying for the planet to basically summon holy. Yep. To destroy the meteor, and the planet was like okay, and then the sword goes through her, because you see the materia change color because like her wish has been granted. Yep, so the last thing it. she did was basically save everybody. Yeah, you know that that was very uh, in that game. That's as that's as Christ-like as you can get. Yep. So yeah. 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 I don't want to. I don't want to bust this up, but I mean, there is a fan theory out there about okay. how how Cloud actually is the one to kill Ares. I've seen that <laughs> fan theory. Uh, the producer of Final Fantasy VII said that's not true. But yeah. I, 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 I thought that. it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fan theory. It's like, oh, she just kind of like passed out from the pain. The <laughs> Cloud's like, 
Well, and he actually drowned her when he left her, let her go. He's like, I'm so like, sorry. And it's like, no, that's not what happens, because when you let her go, you'll see her disappear in the water in the yeah. bacteria. Uh, yeah, Because she becomes one of the planet. Yeah, she becomes one of the planet. You'll see her disappear in the water. And, it, you know, if she was drowning, there probably would have been some struggle. <laughs> she, uh, she, like, what the fuck you let me go? Be quiet. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> Just go with it. And Shut up, Jack! Get off my door. <laughs> um, but uh, so then it gets into uh, number nine, just to kind of get it past the heaviness of airs dying. Uh, number nine, that corny date scene. Oh. You know, we've been uh, we've been working a lot, fighting monsters, trying to save the world from a deranged lunatic with a massive sword. It's time to slow down and just have some uh, us time. Am I right? Enter the gold saucer date sequence. Depending on how you've treated the other members in your party, you can either go on a date with Aeris. Uh, Tiff, uh, yeah, right. Look, you're just going to get Aeris. Uh, no, I, there's been times I've actually yeah. played this game and I've taken Tifa on the date. This guy is contradicting so. Right. Uh, you'd have to unlock some kind of cheat code where you uh, spit on her every step she takes through disc one to possibly get her to hate you enough to not go on a date with you. Uh, what ensures is a cheesy Japanese RPG sequence where Cloud and his love interest run around the gold saucer, Wait, participate in a play. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say, <laughs> wait, what was the cheesy part? How, how did he say that exactly? What, in, what ensues is a cheesy Japanese RPG sequence where Cloud and his love interest run around the gold saucer. Okay, so have you ever watched a Japanese film or anime and paid attention to the love story to it? What do their love stories look like? AJ, what does Japanese anime love stories look like? A bunch of white people. <laughs> That's well, besides not what that, I mean, I mean, they usually the, they usually don't like Asian people. I mean, they like, put a lot of white people. They there. they do, yeah. They they do like they're, to they're go very, outside their, their culture. Their culture is very Western. But yeah. what a, their their love stories are always cheesy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's it's just part of it. The, it's not like super romantic necessarily. It's always some type of cheesy thing, and and oh, yeah. animes, and it might not even be like. A big emphasis on it, like they, they, you know, you'll see them be kind of romantic, and then like, okay, let's get back to the story. Like, like Goku yeah. and Chi Chi. Yeah, like Goku <laughs> and Chi Chi and uh, Vegeta and, and Bulma. Uh, Bulma. Uh, you know that. You kind of get the impression anybody, that Vegeta yeah, hates Bulma, but he really doesn't. I, I mean, he hasn't sung with her. <laughs> does, does anybody remember the episode where Vegeta and Bulma get together? Yeah. The, the, the unrated, the unrated episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I remember that as well. Well, you can't watch it in America, no. or well, I guess you could if you looked it up online. If you ordered it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not very romantic at all. No, no. So Japanese <laughs> people don't write romance like Americans. It's basically right. the chick after the. Usually the chicks are after the guys, and the guys give them no no attention whatsoever, barely any hint whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, and that's perfect for G for Vegeta because he gets no fucks. No, <laughs> no. I mean, he's the prince of all saints. This he's not not the prince of caring. He's definitely not the prince of caring. This is the Super Saiyan podcast, prince right? Prince who gives a shit. Yeah. Welcome to Dragon Ball Z cast. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the thing. This is your host, Chaozu. No, <laughs> Chaozu. Because I'm not doing shit else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm Piccolo, season two. 
So I'm basically in here just DJing and playing albums for you all. Um, Remember when Piccolo was a villain and a badass, then a couple seasons later I'm nothing? I'm like babysitting Gohan and shit? <laughs> yeah. That's I'm a babysitter. <laughs> when you compare him next to Saiyans, though, I mean, honestly, you know, he's going to be pretty useless. Piccolo and Krillin and yeah, shit. The other, the other characters were out-leagued quickly. Right. Vegeta showed up, they're like, your airtime's fucking gone. All <laughs> yeah. We're going to show Vegeta training for like 25 minutes, and that's one of the best episodes ever. Yeah. <laughs> What, like, like a hundred times gravity or whatever it was? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, let's see, where was I? Uh, Cloud and his love interest run around the gold saucer, participate in a play that's so bad they just let anyone from the audience come up and begin it. They take a ride on some weird wooden cable car. Speaking of the gold saucer, number eight. The gold saucer games are terrible. Oh. <laughs> it's like one of the best places to go. Yeah. So it's so like fun. it's like games inside of a game. Like yeah, get better. Uh, it says let's be straightforward about this. All you these can play the motorcycle are... chase, which is one of the best scenes in the it's whole awesome. fucking game. Awesome. You can yep. play that in the casino, mm-hmm. and then you have the Chocobo races. Yeah, there's the you fucking can also awesome. You breed Chocobos and then you race them. Yeah. And then, fucking badass. And then you also you can do the submarine game where you're doing like yeah, the submarine cool thing. Uh, you can do the the snowboard yep. thing, like when you're going down that the mountain. That is fun. That is super Even the fun. Mog one, the Mog one was pretty weird. Yeah. They could have just made like a Final Fantasy snowboarding game, and I would have bought. They that could. Shit. I mean, that's basically what it was. I mean, it was it, it was, was kind of like cool well yeah, it was Yeah. Like, I was like, sweet. I'm like snowboarding with cloud. This is badass. Yeah. Well, and they also, didn't they have uh, the one where it was like, um, it was the basketball game? Didn't you have to do it? It wasn't like a basketball game? Yeah, there was an arm wrestle. Yeah, there was arm wrestling. There was oh, the, there was yeah, the there battle was arena. The battle arena was fun. The battle arena where like you have certain stipulations, like, okay, this this entire fight, you cannot use magic. Yeah. Or you yeah. can't use weapons, you can only use that magic. That was challenging. You know, like, because you'd have the different battle arenas, and you can actually win materia by doing that, yeah. and you can win, like... Really good stuff. It was, like, gold points or whatever. Kind of like, like the... in Kingdom Hearts, where you have to fight Cloud in the arena. Mm-hmm. But it's like the Hercules. That, that guy just, yeah. <laughs> the games were crap. Man, what the hell is your life like? Jesus. So it says. Uh, if, if you ever find one ounce of hate for Kingdom Hearts, I will fucking destroy that person. <laughs> oh, I could probably find it. Just give me time. I could probably find it's hate for Kingdom Hearts. Because they're haterists. They're yeah, haters they're they're haters. They're <laughs> yeah, the religion of hate. Um, so the, what he he specifically calls out three things: 3D Battler. This is basically a game of rock paper scissors, and you will definitely lose. It's like Street Fighter Two. If Street Fighter Two is replaced with a game of rock paper scissors, fun. Uh, G-Bike, remember that annoying part earlier in the game where you had to protect a truck full of your friends from getting killed by uh, by riding alongside them in a motorcycle and flailing tirelessly at bad guys with your sword? Want to do that again, but this time with the potential to win a whole 10 gold saucer points? Me neither. Mog House. This uh, is oh, hold on. You, you said me neither. <laughs> like, people would agree with you. Right. No one's agreeing with the you. The G-Bike like, thing is awesome. It's like, yeah, he's saying everything we want to say. You're on a fucking motorcycle with a fucking sword, and you're fucking slashing people. How is that not cool? Trying to protect the truck so they don't <laughs> yeah. get to, like, That's the rest cool of the crew. Shit. Yeah. It is pretty awesome. And it's like, the ability to actually go back and play that again. I remember, like, when I first discovered I was like, oh, shit, you can play the motorcycle chase again? Fuck yes. This is awesome. You know, one of the most epic parts of the game. 
Yeah, that's they show that shit on previews for the game. Yeah, it's like look what you can do in this game. People's like, oh shit, motorcycle scene. That's why it sold ten million fucking copies. (laughs) That's why. That's why they basically had to put that in Advent Children because they're like, people want to see Cloud on a motorcycle being a badass with a sword. We got to give it to him again. And you get exactly that. At the beginning of that movie, you get to see Cloud being a badass with a sword on a motorcycle. And he opens that motorcycle up and he's got like fucking 30 swords. He's got like, yeah. like, damn. That motorcycle has some sword storage. Yeah, it yeah. does. You can imagine Especially him going to Cloud's the... big ass swords. <laughs> yeah. It's like he goes to the motorcycle dealership and he's like, okay, so what kind of models do you have? Well, we have this Honda over here. Okay, just before we even go any farther... How many swords can I fit in this? <laughs> Sir, this doesn't really have sword storage. I mean, I can go somewhere else. We'll, we'll, we'll do some custom work. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll make a sword storage. Yeah. How, uh, how, how many Gil we talking? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, Gil's not a problem, buddy. I just need something I can handle, I don't know, maybe 20 swords in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, got, I got like 100,000 Gil. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll make something work. I'll get I'll get back to you. What, what's, what's the name? Cloud. Um, okay. Um. Uh, What's your last name? Strife. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we'll get back to you, uh, Mr. Cloud Strife. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, you got to imagine that shit has to be custom. Nobody just walks in and just buys a motorcycle like that. Like, <laughs> Cloud had to get that shit custom made. Um, Can I get, like, that 60 stores, sword storage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right over there. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 12,000 gil. Yeah. Just right over there. It's right over there on the show floor. Uh, so the one that he, the, I guess he hated the most was Mog House. Uh, this one is the absolute worst. It's basically a cutscene about a Mog trying to find love. Pro tip. If the Mog looks hungry, feed him. If he doesn't, stop. How do they come up with this stuff? I just, it's just like, the, the amount of hate sometimes you see on some of these is just crazy. Because you, you get to a point, I think, where you start... You just start looking for things to hate eventually. Yeah, he, he because it's like, who gets to Gold Saucer and they're like, you know what, this place is full of like all kinds of cool shit to do. I just met some like cool cat that rides on top of a mog with a megaphone. Yep. He's kind of cool. He just gave me a fortune and like he did all this cool shit. You know, I went on a date with somebody, you know, and then they're like, you know what, fuck this part of the game. There's too much shit to do. I don't like all this variety. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like he's been stretching what he doesn't like about this game for a long time. Right. I don't feel like he has 15 points. I feel like he has like maybe four. Yeah. And he's just like coming up with random shit now. Yeah. It's like there's. I, I'm still going. I'm still in the same list. So <laughs> it says uh, number seven, the Fort Condor mission is pointless. In theory, the Fort Condor mission is really cool. Another mini game of sorts. It's a strategy game Plopped right in the middle of Final Fantasy VII's open world map. You purchase soldiers and place them along the mountain to try and defend it from oncoming Shinra forces. There's just one problem. There's no reason to do it. Even if you do nothing, you'll just get the Phoenix Summon material anyway. So why even do it? Just to dust off those old strategy game skills you've been keeping in your back pocket since you put away uh, StarCraft II? Side note, it's fun to go to Fort Condor with the heiress in your party, and then when they ask for help, tell them no. She gets really mad at you for not wanting to help people in need. Calm down, lady. I promise I'll come back on disc two, unless you think something might come up for you before then. <laughs> it's like... No, if okay. I'm not mistaken, 
Isn't that the only way you get the Phoenix Materia is to do... Yes. Is to do Fort Condor? I don't think yes. they just give it to you. No. Don't you, you have, have to... You have to get it at Fort Condor. Yeah. I don't remember them well, being given it to you like look, without having to do this. Let's remember that this guy played this fucking game on a phone. Right. <laughs> so they may just give you shit in this game on the phone. I, I don't know. I mean, he didn't say that he played on the phone, but I, I wouldn't put it past him if he didn't. Uh, I mean, the, so, Fort, the Fort Condor, I mean, it's... It's, yeah, it's not something you have to do, but that's kind of the beauty of it. It's fun. You can do it. You don't have to do it. It's not required. But, I mean, shit, why wouldn't you? You get good stuff. It's something you, I mean, you just, why wouldn't you want to do it? You get a, you get the Phoenix Summon out of it. Yeah. And you also get to, like, do, like, a cool strategy thing. And if you actually can defend the entire thing from Shinra, you know, you get, like, a good sense of accomplishment. I mean, isn't that why you play games is to have a sense of accomplishment? Yeah, I totally, I totally played the Fort Condor thing and I whooped its ass. And I got a summon out of it. That's awesome. You know? Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so then he, he put uh, number six. The flashback in Calm is endless. Oh. I get it. The flashback is essential to the story and it gets all the characters on the same page about their mission oh, and what's uh, going uh, on. Is he bitching about Sephiroth's flashback? Uh, yeah, this is because Calm is when Cloud starts to tell everybody, like, this is what happened in Nibelheim. All those years ago, when Sephiroth went fucking crazy and like killed the whole town and burned it. That's one it. of the best parts of the fucking game. Yep, and you actually get to like be in like it, you actually get to do a little bit of fighting with Sephiroth on the side of the road too. Yeah. And you get to see like because I, I don't know if you guys do this, but like whenever that happens, I'm like, oh, I gotta check out Sephiroth's equipment. <laughs> yeah. What kind of materials does this bitch stats? have? You know. Yeah, what's on the Masamune? Like, what's actually equipped on this damn thing? You know. Cause it's How'd like, you get that shit from Frog? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going right back to Chrono Trigger, aren't we? Um, uh, Party-wise on Chrono Trigger, you, you got to go Magnus and Frog. Oh, yeah. Frog's a badass Magnus. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no love for Robo? No. <laughs> Robo's pretty badass, too, though. Yes, but if you, if you actually go back and do... Because you have to defeat Magnus, and then you have to go back to another time, and then you you can recruit Magnus afterwards. Spoiler alert, Magnus is that little kid at the very beginning of Chrono Cross. Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? It's not Magnus, is it? No. I don't remember his name. Man, I had not played that in a long time. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, back to Calm. <laughs> uh, it says... Um, uh, but man, this flashback is so long. At one point, I lit it literally stops so you can save your game and decide if you want to keep going. Think about what's just happened in the game at this point. Sephiroth has reappeared and gone on a killing spree, sparing only you and your friends. You've made a daring escape from Midgar, stealing a motorcycle and a truck, and driving till you can't drive anymore. Wow, things are really happening. All this, all is not what it seems, and the whole world just seems to have turned upside down. What will we do next? Will we go rent a hotel room, sit down, and listen to some guy talk about things that happened five years ago? Riveting. Um, well, without that, you really have no fucking clue why you're chasing after Sephiroth. Yeah. It's <laughs> essential to the story. Yeah, this is like, basically, this is exposition. Because after you get through after you get through with Midgar, you're kind of like, okay, I, I, it is kind of like a little bit of a break. You're like, okay, cool. Fill me in on the story so I kind of know what's going on. Yeah, like I'm, we're at a really good break point. We yeah, take I'm going to go ahead and say it. This dude loves Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His favorite guy is Lex Luthor. He's like, you know what, Lex? I, I like you, man. You I have like a good you. idea. Because you're alt-right, and I dig it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Affleck is the best Batman. Ever. 
uh, yeah, if you know, if you like your Batman to be a murderous psychopath. Anyway, um, so number five, it says Tifa Lockhart is disproportionate. <laughs> Tifa Lockhart is actually a pretty interesting and complete, Wait. complicated character. Is, is he attacking Tifa's appearance? I think he is. Yes. Well, let's let's go further. Uh, she's uh, known Cloud since they were kids, and in a lot of ways. Uh, the both grounds Cloud and helps keep the team moving towards their ultimate goal of confronting Sephiroth. Uh, she's also a total badass, and her slot machine-inspired limit break is among the best in the game. So why then did Squaresoft feel the need to draw her as, as a, uh, an enormous chest with a small woman attached to it? This is an issue that pops up time and time again in this game. Squaresoft is simultaneously trying to create exciting new progressive characters, but keeps falling into the pitfall of hampering them with unnecessary distractions that take away from their otherwise intriguing okay. and fleshed out backstories. No, 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 no. Look, badass chicks can have big titties. Right? They can, and also, this is made in Japan. Yeah. You know how much they embrace sex in Japan? Yeah. They don't shy away from it or, like, uh bash people for enjoying it it's actually just a part of their culture sex is something that they celebrate over there not shun away yeah so sexy people they like to draw them um but the other thing too is that so Aeris doesn't have a giant chest and neither does yuffie of course yuffie's like 16 but still i think yuffie's 14 we really do not need to be talking about yuffie's chest yeah. <laughs> yeah. i feel like she's 14 Otherwise, this is the this is the statutory podcast. Um, but uh, but but that's the thing. It's like when they drew Aeris, Aeris just looks normal. The only she's woman like, in she, the... she's the girl next door. Tifa's like that. Oh my god, what a milf! Yeah, that's right. like she's, <laughs> except yeah. she's Tifa's also, like twenty. She's also a badass. Yeah, yeah Tifa because she's the martial artist. I mean, you can't have every chick looking exactly the same. They're gonna have one who's you know sixteen, fourteen, and have one who's the girl next door, kind of tight. Then you yeah. got the one who's like, damn. She's banging. Yeah. Uh, is, is supposed to be like a white chick. Uh, Tifa's uh, Asian, I believe. Or at least we, we kind of figure she's Asian. If you look at her in Evan Children, she basically looks Asian, Asian basically. It's pretty Asian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I was, you know, because this is a multicultural thing. Like, if they ever made a movie about this, I don't think people would be like, oh, they're whitewashing because the guy that they got to play Cloud is white. Well, Cloud, like the, the Japanese, the Chinese, man, like all of them, they're, 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 they're tired of social justice work. Social, social justice warriors. I mean, they're they're sick of it. Yeah, they they are. They very are, and I'm kind of sick of it. Yeah, it's That's uh, why that's why we did an episode on Ghost in the Shell because we yeah. were like we yep. felt like we had to just shoot holes in all the people that thought that it was racist to have Scarlett Johansson play a Japanese character. Yeah, I mean, Japanese people didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, they even asked Shiro Shiro Masamune, they were like, what, you know, what do you think about it? And he was like, I like Scarlett Johansson, she's cool, you know? So it's like, if the guy who created the manga is cool with it, why is is everybody else not cool with it? Right. We all like Scarlett Johansson. ScarJo. ScarJo. So number four, Barrett Wallace is a racist stereotype. (laughs) <laughs> in some ways, Barrett represents a real step forward in the Final Fantasy series. He is the first black character to appear in the series and is a pivotal part of the story with a fully fleshed out dynamic and interesting backstory. Counterpoint, he looks like he is based on Mr. T from the A-Team. Because he is. Swears constantly yeah. and speaks in what seems to be some kind of Japanese impression of African-American slang. No, he speaks like <laughs> Mr. T. He says fool. Yeah. He says yeah, fool. He does. A lot. He's basically Mr. T. He's not a stereotype. He's based off an actual person. Right. Not what they think how black people are. 
on how Mr. T actually is. Jesus, that's not a stereotype when someone actually acts like that. Uh, it's not that there aren't positives to Barrett. If future iterations of characters have toned down the racist elements that plagued his first appearance, his role in Advent Children, for example, it will be interesting to see how Square chooses to portray him in the upcoming Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I mean, if you change Barrett too much, then he won't be Barrett. Like he has to be don't change like him at all. Like, and if people get offended or something about it, then don't fucking play the game. Right. That's. I think. I think sometimes with with some of the stuff, people they want to make something racist when it isn't because it makes them feel like they're they're like yeah. they're accomplishing something. You guys on my side, right? I mean, this is totally racist, isn't it? It's like no, no, it's not. It's a black dude with a personality. Why is that yeah. racist? Yeah. I mean, and you know, he's also like you know one of the more interesting people in the story he's because got a pretty good background. Yeah, I mean, like this whole thing with like Corel and the town. And Shinra was, you know, going to basically start opening up the reactor, and, and Barrett was like, "This is a good idea, you know. This will this will open up like all kinds of new opportunities for the town." And he was wrong because he didn't know what Shinra was going to do. And eventually, you know, like you know, he's basically like they they attack everybody, Dine. He basically like they end up shooting, and it basically destroys Barrett's arm and Dine. Dine falls, which you think to his death, and so he feels bad for everything. So he basically takes. His, you know, daughter Marlene, and just adopts her, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, like when you, like when you, when you get to Corel, like right before you get to Gold Saucer, and you see all this stuff going on with like Dine, and then you go back down, and he has to confront Dine, and it's just Barrett versus Dine one on one. It's it's tragic. Yeah, I mean, and basically Dine's just like, look, take care of Marlene, and he just throws himself into the pit. He's just like, look, you know, take care of my daughter. I, I'm done here. You know, he just kills himself, like. I mean, to just think that, like, all he is just, like, a stereotype, you, you're just basing that off, like, how he talks. But as far as his character goes, his character is not stereotypical at all. Like, in any yeah, way. I mean, stereotypical to what? And also, he talks like actual person, so it's not yeah, like... Yeah, because he cusses at you. Uh, you know, it's not like the, the, the really racist stereotypes where, you're you know, you're trying to be, like... Acting like Chinese and stuff, stuff you do when you're <laughs> stupid, and, right? You know, just messing around, and, and you know, the the only people that deserves that is like shitty people, like Nazis. You can stereotype the shit out of them, fuck them. Yeah, they don't, they don't deserve any type of social justice. No, uh, you know, but but Barrett is is a great character. He's one of the best characters in the game. Mm -hmm. Very fleshed out. I mean, he's he starts an entire resistance movement to basically take down Shinra. Yeah, you know? he's the leader of this whole movement to start with. Yeah, Avalanche, you know. And then you know, Cloud in, ends up being the leader, but it's later in the game. Yeah, I mean, because at the beginning, Barrett's really kind of like the leader of this resistance group. It took you know? Tifa and Barrett to kind of get Cloud into it. And then, mm -hmm. you know, um, all the fucked up shit Sephiroth does leads Cloud into it. But yeah, when, when Cloud gets in that mode... Where he actually starts caring, he's he's unstoppable. But before then, yeah. you know, if Sephiroth, I mean, if if Cloud doesn't care, Sephiroth would beat him every time. But whenever you give Cloud a purpose, purpose, you know, he's uh, he's unstoppable. Yeah, <laughs> and this is because like you know he was basically experimented on, like you know a lot of the a lot of the other things that they did with Shinra. You know, he was just he's one of those uh, people that doesn't know how to deal with it. Sephiroth took it the wrong way with the experimentation. 
and felt like you know he had this you know obligation to basically save his mother to save Genova and all this stuff and Cloud doesn't really care about that shit when Cloud actually does care about something he's damn near unstoppable <laughs> because of like all of the Mako energy that's in him and all that stuff like he is right there with Sephiroth in terms of power level but he doesn't have the same kind of appetite for destruction that Sephiroth does yeah, just look at, you know, uh, Final Fantasy VII and Advent Children. Like, when Cloud cares about something, what he can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, number three, Kate Sith. <laughs> uh, here we go. Yeah, Kate Sith is a fortune-telling machine consisting of a cat with a megaphone sitting on top of a mog. Enemies beware. When you first meet him, Kate Sith tells Cloud's fortune at the Gold Saucer, announces he intrigued by what he finds, and says he is joining the group. Sure, why not? Maybe if someone had asked him a few questions, they would have quickly realized that Kate Sith is actually controlled by Reeve, an insider at Shinra. Reeve tricks and robs our heroes, and when Cloud confronts him, he reveals he's taken Barrett's daughter, Marlene, hostage. Cool guy. Kate Sith proves his worth when he sacrifices himself to obtain the Black Materia, but his bold decision to destroy his machine body for the greater good is nullified when, out of nowhere, another Kate Sith instantly appears to replace him. There's plenty of stuffed toys like my body around, but there's only one me, he says, proving himself wrong as the identical version of himself arrives. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> and I like Kate Sith, so like that was actually kind of painful to read that, because Reeve starts off as like basically a spy for Shinra, and then eventually he changes his alliance because he realizes that what they're doing is more important than what Shinra's doing. Yeah. yeah and he okay. turned, that's why I like him, because it's Reeve basically controlling this robotic cat thing on top of the Mog, and so when you first meet it, you're like, what the fuck is this dude? It's like a cat on a weird little, like, fluffy yeah. white creature. You're like, what the hell is all this? And then eventually, once you realize that this actually Reeve back into the Shinra headquarters controlling this thing, and originally he was just a spy, and then he's like, he has a change of heart, and he's like, I'm really on the wrong side. I need to be helping these people. Yeah, I'll be the fight on the wrong side. Yeah, like, I fucked up, and I need to be I need to be helping these guys. See, that, that to me is originality, and that's great storytelling. I don't, I don't think that's any reason to be like, oh, you know, fuck this guy. He, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not like he, he didn't fuck anything up it's, too it's, bad. It's good storytelling. Yeah. It's great storytelling, and it's a great character. I mean, I usually don't use him too much in my party, but I have used him. Yeah. Because he's just a fun character. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. Cutscenes, you know, Kesa's always doing some crazy shit. Yeah. Um, so, that's, now, that's uh, just, like, personal opinion of that guy. Like, I mean, I didn't use him a lot. I liked him. I liked his story, but I didn't like using the character because I just thought he looked stupid. I think that's yeah. the reason and I like cases because it looks retarded and I love like it in my party. Like, John, uh, yeah. The fact about John, John likes to put the most fucked up people in any party at all times. <laughs> yeah. Is it's this like, so ridiculous? I, Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't I, care if this looks stupid. I'm going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> I need Kate Sith. I need... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, the rabbit from Darnie Docto? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever, whatever you know, pays the car note. Um, uh, number two, chocobo breeding is completely impossible without a guide. Yeah, this dude's stupid. <laughs> uh, want to get some of the best items in the game and what seems to have virtually no reason for existing? I'm looking at you, HP, MP, Switch, Materia. Well, then, you're going to have to breed some chocobos. Okay, no problem, you say. I'll just go catch some and breed them and probably be done with this in no time. But, oh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a part in the game where a guy sits there and explains to you how to breed chocobos. Yeah. Yep. 
Choco <laughs> Billy. Not just that, but I mean, this guy's like... At the farm. Like, when you go to the Chocobo farm, you have a dude named Choco Billy that... Or Coco Billy, whatever you want to call him, that, like, I'm, literally I'm tells you how to Choco do it. Choco Billy. Choco Billy? <laughs> um, and uh, it says, uh, of course, but it's not that simple. You have to make sure you breed one from this area with one from this area. Oh, and make sure one is great and one is wonderful. Uh, got it? Okay. That should get you a, a blue. Now you need to get a green, but you can't do it right away. Uh, those ones just made it. You have to wait a while. No, not yet. Soon. Now? No. Later? Okay, now. Great. Now you got to go get one from... Okay, I'm going to stop you. You get it. Thanks for nothing, Chocobo Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but like doesn't that part of the the fun of doing the the, the chocobo raising is like you know mixing the colors yeah it, and it racing was, them it was supposed to be fun kind of breeding them finding out what you get how can you improve it how can you go go from there i mean that, i think that was part of the, the fun of it i mean i yeah. don't understand why this guy is, is he's just wanting to to i want the best right here right now i have no patience you know i don't want to have fun with this i want i want this now yeah. I don't want to enjoy this game. Because he's like, I want to get a gold chocobo in like two hours. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you're not going to be able to do that, man. No. Like, you're going to have to do some breeding and you're going to have to race them. Gotta race the pedigree. Work. You got to work. Yeah, you got to put in some work. And this it's is like. Apparently, I'm a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, RPG games don't give you anything. You have to earn everything you get in RPG games. This That's game does not purpose. owe you anything. Yeah. It doesn't owe you shit. And I actually wish. A lot more RPG games would stop acting like they want to make things easy for you. Fuck that. Make it for the RPG fans that want to play a game for 200 hours instead of beating an RPG game in 15 hours. That's not an RPG. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, how long did it take you guys to get through this game? How long did it take? Hold on. How long did you play... And then actually beat the game at the end. How long, how many hours did you put in? Oh, how many hours did I put in before I beat the game the first time? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, or the best run that you had. It took, uh, before I beat the game the first time, it was about 110 hours. 110? Yeah. Because I did a lot of wandering around, and I did a lot of casino stuff. And Chocobo racing. Choco, yeah, all that good stuff that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I spent 20 hours at the casino. Yeah, <laughs> he probably yeah. Steve probably has in his files back in the day probably spent and probably about real life twenty hours in the gold saucer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Viva Las Vegas! Right. <laughs> I think I did mine. I think my first. I think it was around like seventy or eighty hours. Then I turned around and made the the new game and tried to get everything and do everything. Fight all the weapons. And it was definitely over like a hundred hours. Definitely hundred plus. I think Easy. the one. The one that I got all the way to Safer Sephiroth, I think on that one I was like 90, 95 hours probably in. Um, but what's the what's the chocobo you get right before gold? Is it black? Is it the black chocobo? Yeah. I had a black chocobo and I had, I think, most of the summons. And yeah, you get like the, the green, the blue, and then the black, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like the, the, yeah. Yeah. And if you just, the regular, like the plain ones, they get just the plain yellow. Yeah. Yeah, because like the the green one can go over mountains and land. The blue can go across water. And uh, black is the mountain. Like now you can go. You know, black can do land and water. And, and and yeah, and mountains. And then the gold is basically everywhere on the map. Yeah. 
because like the, in order to get the Knights of the Round, you have to have the Gold Chocobo. Yeah, you gotta to reach, fly basically. Yeah, to get there. And then land and wee. So <laughs> any of you beat the Emerald Weapon? And we beat the Emerald Weapon. Emerald? I beat Ruby. I don't Everybody think I beat... beats Ruby. That's the desert weapon, right? Yeah, that's the one in the desert. Emerald's the one in the ocean, isn't it? The one you yeah. fight when you're oh, in that's a submarine. A tough, that's a tough one. Yeah. Emerald sucks yeah, the because you have the, the timer. The ultimate weapon, timer. right? The other one's ultimate weapon. There's the ultimate with the ultimate weapon. Yeah. You fight in the story. Right. You also you also beat diamond weapon. Yeah, you beat diamond, diamond in the story as well. The underwater weapon I never defeated. Never defeated either. I don't think it I was beat mostly Emerald. the timer. Like it was beatable, but the timer's what made it challenging. Yeah, you had to have the underwater like, materia equipped. Because yeah. it has like ten million points or something. Yeah, and it, you can't you can't do that. And it with, regenerates. Yeah, because you have to have the underwater materia, and then basically removes the time limit. It removes the time limit, then you have to have a bunch of other stuff equipped, too, that I'm not (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, really, the weapons are there basically just to be, like, an additional challenge. Yeah, you You got the one that's part of the storyline, you got the ruby that usually if you uh, fall outside of the casino from the hatch or whatever, you have to fight it. You got diamond, which is part of the story. You get kicked out of the casino, and they drop you through that hatch. You have to fight Ruby. Uh, yeah. And then there's also you can just fly around with the airship when you're on the high wind, and you're like, "What's this giant fucking red thing?" Yeah. Oh fuck, boss battle! No. Yeah. (laughs) Boss, are you are you ready for this? (laughs) Are you ready for this? Um, and so uh, the uh, the final point that it makes is cloud is awful. Oh, here we go. Yep, here we go. Uh, wow. he's, he's Cloud? Mo- yeah. Makes his Fucking point. Cloud. <laughs> he's, strife. He's, he's moody. He complains. He's self-deprecating. He's Cloud Strife, the spiky-haired, sort of likable protagonist of Final Fantasy VII. From the second you meet Cloud, he's already talking about how he just wants to finish his job and get lost. But as it turns out, you're stuck with Cloud for the whole game. Yeah, fucking Cloud. <laughs> Even though Cloud is technically the game's main character, the whole thing would never have moved forward if it was not for Tifa and Aeris, who constantly pull Cloud up off of his ass and shove him through each part of the story. Yeah, that's what makes Cloud so special. He doesn't want to be the main character. He uh, doesn't yeah, he, that, be that's, the, that's his personality. That is his character. I mean, shut up, dude. Aren't you getting? <laughs> don't you get sick of games where it's like, I have to save the world. Cloud yeah. was that guy. He was like the anti-hero. At the he was the anti-hero, and whenever he finally realized that it was up to him to save the world, he was the only one that could defeat Sephiroth, yep. he steps up and does it. Yeah, because <laughs> at the beginning of the game, he was like, I just want to get paid. I don't care about your cause. Yeah. And Barrett's like, man, motherfucker. You know, like, he's just like, well, you don't realize what we're trying to do here. You he's know? like, I don't care. I don't care what you're trying to do. Because he goes down into the end of the hideout for Avalanche, and he just starts punching the punching bag because he's pissed off. Because, you know, Cloud's just like, look, I want my money. And Tifa's like, look, man, like, you know, like, seriously, we need your help here. You know? But that's the thing. It's like, everybody always expects that these heroes should be instantly likable as soon as you see them. Sometimes your heroes aren't necessarily likable. Well, Cloud is a very complicated character, too. I mean, he's not just this black character. Cloud's seen some shit. Done some shit, yeah. He's he's complicated. I mean... Pretty sure he has PTSD. I'm pretty sure he does. And Sephiroth does too. They all do. Because yeah, I, I actually think that's what this story is more about is PTSD. Because he has a lot of flashbacks and all this kind of shit. Yeah, then he'll have like Sephiroth in his head fucking with him and he's like, ah, and he can hear yeah. that, that piercing noise. And it's basically Sephiroth just fucking with him the whole time. Yep. You know? J.K. Rowling 
stole that to put in Harry Potter. <laughs> that's some shit Voldemort does to Harry Potter. Voldemort, he was just trying to take over high school. You know? <laughs> He's like, I gotta own this high school. Yeah, I can't because do it. Because if right. I can't, then I'm fucked. Because <laughs> yeah. these high schoolers will fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Uh, it's, the rest it's, of the world? No, no, I'm good. I just want this high school. Uh, it says, uh, Cloud is also dumb. Even though he knows Sephiroth has some kind of control over him, he goes to the Temple of the Ancients and gets the Black Materia only to instantly hand it over. Sigh. <laughs> it's like, well, um, you know, that's mind control, and mind control can fuck with you. Cloud has... Yeah, <laughs> Cloud has Genova cells in his body. Hojo put it there to make him a clone similar to Sephiroth. Because Sephiroth has Genova cells in his body, and they are to a degree tied to each other, but Sephiroth is manipulative, and he wants Cloud to give him the black materia so that he can summon the meteor. But that's the thing, it's like, it, you know, a big chunk of this game is Cloud battling with the stuff that's in his head. You know, because for most of the story, he's basically telling everybody that he's went through what Zack went through. He was a soldier first class, he wasn't, you know? And even, like, when he meets a heiress, you know, heiress talks about she dated a, a you know, a soldier first class, you know, a few years back, and that kind of stuff. And she's basically talking about Zack, and Claude doesn't know anything about a heiress, because I guess Zack never really talked about her. Because in Crisis Core, I don't think he talks about her, really. He sees her a bunch, but he doesn't tell Claude about that. But, I mean, basically, Zack and Cloud were effectively experimented on by Hojo. He basically captured both of them and put them in a tube, injected them with Genova cells, and ultimately Zack ended up dying. Cloud was near dying <laughs> because of all of the Mako poisoning that he had and, and the different things that Hojo did to him. And then they end up gunning down Zack, and then Zack is like, you know, you're my, my, my living legacy. And he gives him the Buster Sword, and he's like, okay, I'm going to be like Zack. And eventually, that starts to really fuck with his mind, where he thinks he is Zack. Yeah. You know? Does anybody else imagine Hojo as the doctor off uh, Jurassic World and Jurassic Park? Yeah, you just said you wanted more teeth. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dr. Uh, Wang. Yeah. Or, well, Wong, isn't it Dr. Wong? The guy who, like, basically engineered the dinosaurs. What do you think we're doing here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think we're doing here? <laughs> But, uh, and I actually do have more comments, but... I, I, I think that's probably the I don't think I, we can through. really... We don't have to do... That was, I gotta say, that was... It, I don't, I think he was serious, but it was very borderline trollish to me. Yeah, it Because was. this guy is playing it so far along ahead where technology... He, he's definitely, he didn't grow up playing it, I can tell you that. He went back and played it. Yeah. He, he's definitely, uh... He didn't grow up with it. If you no. played this game in 1997 or sometime afterwards... It was the best thing you could have played. It was, it was the, the hottest of shit ever. Yeah. Because of all the stuff you could do in this game. and I mean, You had, you like, a game inside of games and, like, games in here. And I mean, like, oh, my God. It was, was like, badass. RPG Inception. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was. It was never ending. It was, it was amazing. Um, oh, there's I, one thing I did want to add that's from another thing. Just, just as, like, a side note, because this was from GameSpot. And because we hadn't really talked about the music much, I did want to get one extra comment in here about the music. Uh, this, uh, what was the name of this dude? Uh, oh, he doesn't have a name. Uh, but this... We will here's... call him... Douchebag101. Yep. Yeah. Well, his username is <laughs> 112505. I was close. 
So yeah, that's it. That's that's, uh, that's his exact name. <laughs> so and his his tagline for his entire review says, uh, "What is it? Uh, this defines overrated." Uh, and I'm not gonna read like his old comment, but there was a thing that stuck in here that really bothered me. Did I mention how annoying and repetitive the music is? It just loops some really simple tunes that will make your ears bleed again and again. Wow, there are also the sound effects. They are pretty mediocre, but are not as bad as the music of the game at least. There's like 85 tracks for this game. Right, yeah. If you actually listen, I've actually listened to the entire soundtrack for this. I've downloaded it. I've had a digital copy of it before. This is probably one of the best video game soundtracks maybe ever. And yeah. people can talk about you know Final Fantasy VI and Dancing Mad from Final Fantasy VI, which is like basically Kefka's boss theme. Yeah. That is fucking epic. Yeah. And for people who want to talk shit about Nobuo Uematsu, if I'm saying that right, uh, Uematsu has no formal training. He did not go to music school. Nope. He did not learn music theory. He self-taught everything he's, that he knows. He's a badass. And when you listen to the soundtrack from like. Final Fantasy VI, or some people even point to like Final Fantasy IV as being really awesome, yeah. or even Final Fantasy VIII. Like the opening of Final Fantasy VIII is fucking epic when you have Squall against Seifer. showing down. Yeah, and then you have Renoa in the field. I love that opening scene. The, yes, it's good. The Berry Fatale, like the the opening kind of like the it's like the the uh, opening sequence of Final Fantasy VIII. And, you know, Squall and Seifer, like, they end up cutting each other with their gun blades. And, yeah. like, Seifer's using magic when he's not always supposed to. And, like, that we whole... We know how they get them scars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't biting pussy. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to score like that, eating pussy, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, props to Scarface for giving us that epic line. Yay. But, um, but the... When you listen to, like, Final Fantasy VII, you're like... the Especially, like, the intro that we played for this episode, which was basically the, the music that plays when you start learning, when Sephiroth starts learning about his back history, about how, you know, he was basically injected with Genova cells, he was a failed experiment, and all this kind of stuff, but, you know, it's like his slow descent into madness, because yeah. he spends three full days in that mansion learning about his history, he, he ends up learning about all the things that Shinra, like, did. All the things that Dr. Hojo did and Dr. Gast and, you know, even guys like Hollander and all these different people that work for Shinra and the experimentation arms and, and like, uh, Lucretia, who basically was the woman that carried Sephiroth, you know, in her womb, you know, uh, who was also, you know, Vincent's wife or girlfriend, whatever Lucretia, yep. Lucretia was. I forgot exactly. I think she was... Was she married to Vincent? I forgot. I think they did get married. They I think they secret, were married. They had a secret marriage. Almost. Yeah. And so, like... So, y'all think Vincent is Sephiroth's daddy? Oh, no, he's just, definitely uh, his daddy. <laughs> if he has a daddy, it's Vincent. Um, but, I mean, you know, Vincent's a beautiful-ass man. So, wouldn't yeah. you want, wouldn't you want yeah. him to be genetics. a daddy? Genetics. Yeah, genetics. It's just genetics. He's just genetically better than you. And he's also kind of a vampire. Um, and also completely optional. You don't even have to have Vincent in the game. But it, if you but do it. If, if you have the do opportunity it. to recruit Vincent and you do the whole thing in the Shinra Mansion where you wake him up out of the coffin, Vincent's badass. And like when he does his limit break, he turns into a demon. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. awesome. I mean, see, that's another thing that's missing in RPGs today. Like Final Fantasy VII had an optional character that you could recruit just like Chrono Trigger did. Yeah, you, you actually to. had two. You, you had Vincent and Yuffie. Well, actually, you didn't have to recruit Magnus, and you didn't have to recruit uh, Frog. 
You could have let Frog just leave too, but either people love Frog. Either, either one of those people makes you just a dumbass. Well, he's kind of like right. a classic, you know, RPG medieval thing. You know, he's a toad. Yeah, yeah he's like a knight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in those days, you could name your characters. You didn't have to name them Cloud or Chrono or anything. But now, at this point, why the fuck would you change their name? Yeah, like whenever I whenever whenever I play like Final Fantasy VII now, I just leave their names what it is. Yep. But because back in the day, I remember when we first started playing them, we was trying to name them crazy things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but now it's like no, he has to be Cloud. That's Cloud. Yeah, because if you make his name yeah. something else, it's like it's weird. It's like. What the fuck did you name Cloud? Oh, I named him, you know, fucking... Ass Cloud. Yeah, Ass Cloud. And it's like, <laughs> you're fucking the game up. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, on all the serious moments, it's like, did you just name... Did you just name Cloud Fart Clown? Yes, Fart I Clown. did. I named him Fart Cloud. You want to fight that? <laughs> now let's fight to the death, Fart Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> See, it just breaks the game because you're like, I can't take this seriously now because I named him something stupid and I'm stuck with this now. For the remainder of the game, I got to look at Cloud, and I named him Fart Clown, and I'm like, I feel bad about it now. because has got the hot for him. She's like, I like you, uh, Fart Clown. I, I like you, you Fart Clown. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? You want to see the titties, Fart Clown? Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, but as, as far as the music goes with Final Fantasy, we, we I think we can agree that almost one of the best pieces of music that Nobuo Uematsu ever made was One Winged Angel. Oh, yeah. I think that that's probably uh, uh, up there with like Dancing Mad Kepka's theme. You could say that One Winged Angel is right there with it. He and actually was inspired by uh, Jimi Hendrix. With my yes, he was. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was. Awesome. That that is that is one of the inspirations. That's very artistic. So honest. yeah, get inspiration. And that's a guy who had no formal training in music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I dare you to do better. Yeah. <laughs> Just the uh, quick casting call. If you we were to. Uh, cast this Final Fantasy 7 movie. With real people? With real people instead of doing animated. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to do every character. Uh, just well, we'll do like the main the main crew and I guess, you know, probably a few of the villains. You guys you guys can, uh, you know, pick a character or something like that and to say who uh, you would cast. Okay, what about Aeris? Aeris, uh... Bryce Dallas Howard. Emma Stone. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard. Was that weird for me? No. I mean, I can see, you can see Bryce Dallas as I Ayers. can definitely see Bryce. But what, about, what about Tifa? But Emma Stone, Tifa? Tifa, I'm going... Uh, what, what I do with Tifa, because I think she's part Asian, uh, uh, I have uh, Anna Suzuki. Anna Suzuki. Um, Is that the, that the girl that played Katana? Uh, no. no, no, no. She's not. She she hasn't done a lot. Um, she's mainly a model and stuff, but she does some TV acting. She she acts in Japan, so I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Know what to tell? But I was looking up people that look like. I think her. the first name that came up to me for Sephiroth was Jared Leto. Jared Leto. He's got like that slim Lee Pace. We we came up with Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Pace. He would be good because yeah. he did. He did uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that guy. Yeah, and he was Thranduil. That was, that, yeah. was, that was awesome. And then, like, yeah, the Hobbit movies, him. he's Thranduil. Yeah. Thranduil. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Shit. He would be awesome yeah. as Sephiroth, because he would even be able to get the voice down. He'd have the cool, like, the, the eerie like, from look. The, like, from the elf, I mean, he'll freaking have that look. Yeah, you know? because Holy he's shit, kind of, yeah. yeah, we were thinking, like, that. you definitely have to get Lee Pace to play Pace, that. I love Lee Pace, man. That dude, he's, he's badass. Yeah. yeah. And Yuffie, I would say, uh, Yoko Maki. Uh, she was in, like, the Fast and the uh, Furious Tokyo Drift. 
Oh, okay. oh right. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. she was also she was the little girl in the Grudge. She was Yoko in the oh, Grudge. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I could see that. So, because she's still really young, young as the Japan, uh, as yeah. the like the. the All right. So the the, the the elephant in the room. Who was the cloud? Uh, my vote for cloud is Logan Lerman. Who? Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman. I don't know who that is. Who's uh, he Percy played Jackson. Percy Jackson. Um, and the uh, Percy Jackson things, you know, uh, the Three Musketeers movie. And okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was uh, D'Artagnan uh, in Three yeah. Musketeers. Give That's him right. some blonde hair and spike it up a little One bit. One with uh, Mila Jodov. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Three Musketeers, which might be a future Never episode, would. by the Are way. You, you know, you can cast Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, who would you get to be uh, Vincent? Uh, whew, okay, that, one, that one's a little bit uh, more tough. <laughs> no Jared Leto, he's banned. Um, <laughs> he can't even do the Joker right. What makes you think he can be Vincent? He'd he feel like I'm Vincent. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make yeah, a giant circle full of knives and then just I spent laugh all like an day idiot. Sitting these knives up so I could lay in the middle of them and go. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> he's like, wait, I gotta wait till somebody gets here. Okay. <laughs> Like, he was seriously spent more time setting up knives in a room in of, his, of his house than actually <laughs> <Yeah>. doing crimes. <laughs> yeah. What a loser. Why you always got your shirt off? You, I mean, you have that built. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're not Kylo Ren built. Yeah, you're not Kylo built. You're on that, you're on that creatine oh, shit. There we go. Adam, Adam, Adam Driver is Vincent. Yeah, Adam Driver. Adam Boom, Driver done. Vincent. Yeah, done. <laughs> He already kind of looks like Vincent Dark, anyway weird, as Kylo Ren. Dark, weird, long hair, long face, boom, Adam Driver. Done. <laughs> Vincent, done. Okay. We're casting uh, this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, let's see. Barrett. 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 Terry Crews. All Terry day Cruz. long. Terry Crews. I thought about, uh, shit, he's in, uh, his name. He was, he was trying to get into the, uh, the new Bond. Guy. Idris Elba. Oh, yes, Idris him. Elba. He would fucking kill it. Oh, yeah. Idris yeah, would yeah. be an awesome Barrett, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah so that would totally two, kill that's it. That's two great Barretts. Yeah. Terry Crews or Idris Terry Elba. Terry Crews would be built like Barrett. Yeah. But Idris Elba would act the fuck out of that. Yeah. 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 Oh, especially the whole thing, if you actually did, like, you show the stuff between him and Dine and, like, the town and him, like, you know, adopting Marlene after, you know, Dine He'd falls. Act the fuck out. Oh, man, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm fucking crying. This is like a Barrett scene. What yeah. the fuck? Why okay. am I getting all these feels? Sid. Sid? Uh, I say Hugh Jackman. My, <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's <laughs> supposed to good. be, he's supposed to <laughs> be like a good. crazy Australian. Yeah, he's an Australian. Well, have you seen him in this, some of these other damn Australian movies that he's done? The Landy movies? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, definitely him. I, yeah, especially if you just spiked his hair up blonde, gave him the goggles and a spear and a smoke. He could be Sid. I think, okay, that, I think that's unanimous almost. Um, Hugh Jackman. The only one that I would say as a as like a possibility for that would be like Chris Hemsworth. No, his his brother, his younger brother. Liam. Liam, Liam. would not be bad. Liam, either. Liam would probably be better for that. For guy. Sid, yeah. Because so. I mean, another guy, he's just too jacked. <laughs> he's just too yeah, Chris is just he's too like, he's just like it's like, well, and if you get Chris Hemsworth in the movie, he's the main character, and it'd be like, oh, we thought this was about Cloud. No, now it's about Sid. It's, it's about, about Sid. It's about me now, Shira, Shira, get the goddamn tea. <laughs> be like, wait a minute, did they, what the hell? Is this Final Fantasy VII or a movie about Sid? It's this is both. a Sid movie. Yeah. 
It's like the main stuff's happening in the background. The movie's about Sid. (laughs) Give me some fucking tea! (laughs) Him building the ship and all this shit. He saves him like a couple times where he flies in. We know how the game goes. Yeah. (laughs) He wanted to be be an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. My dream. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's also like a totally like tragic story too because... Shira basically tells him that like you know there's something wrong with the with the the spacecraft. He ends up not taking the mission, blames the entire miserable part of his life on her. Yeah. And then when they're finally launching the thing towards the meteor to try and see if if Shinra can stop it, the same thing that she said was going to happen happens, and he has to realize I've I've been in a complete asshole to you all these for years. all these years. I've been a total asshole, and I feel sorry. You know, I'm I'm really sorry for everything that I did, but. Okay, anybody else we want to cast before we end the show? Uh, I would almost say like the Turks people, but I think like you they're, know, they're too bad. Rude has to be Vin Diesel. Uh, Reno would be Jimmy Fallon. Uh, that makes sense. Right, yeah, definitely got the, the personality. <laughs> yeah, Reno would definitely oh, be Jimmy ooh, Fallon. Biggs and Wedge. Biggs and Wedge. Uh, Biggs. Uh, which one was which one was the the fatter guy? That was uh, Biggs. That was Biggs. That was Biggs. So um, I was saying Seth Rogen and James Franco. <laughs> oh shit! That'd be awesome. Yes. <laughs> that make would be it, that would make sense. Make it happen. Or you can make a Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, but that but Jonah Hill's skinny now. No, yeah, he's not he's even he's funny wrong. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag skinny Jonah. Yeah, we need fat Jonah back. <laughs> we need Hashtag, Hashtag fat Jonah. <laughs> Hashtag fat um, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can get that trending. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. That would be interesting. Uh, who would you get to be, like, Elena? The uh, the blonde-headed Turk lady? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just get, um... Who, um who's the, uh... Elsa Parkey. Uh, the, our... Yeah, isn't that her name? Chris Hemsworth's wife? Uh, ooh, I don't remember. The Fast and the Furious? I can't remember. I can't remember now what her name is. Uh... Because I was thinking of somebody for Elena, and now I've forgotten it. Yeah, I don't think I did. Uh, shit. <laughs> she's, uh, crap, man. She, she's got Anna Ferris. Let's do that. Uh, or, okay, Margot yeah. Robbie. That's who I was Margot thinking. Margot Robbie, okay. Margot Robbie would be pretty cool as Elena. No, no, no. We're going Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley, Margo, yeah. Margot's already took a role from Jamie Presley, and that was the I, Tanya movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a pretty deep cut right there. As as a shot fire. Um Okay, I think we got all that that we're uh No no Heidegger? No no no, <laughs> no Heidegger or Hojo? Okay. I no, really cares about Heidegger. I think we already know who Hojo's gonna be. It's the dude from Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Asian scientist. That would have to be Doctor Wong, yeah. Yeah, it's Doctor yeah. What do you think we were doing here? Yeah. You yeah. said more teeth. We said more teeth, so, you know, we put everything in. We put more stuff. dick yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make a, a woman and wolf hybrid. Uh, no, how about we don't do any of that? Because that's like bestiality. Man. <laughs> yeah. It would sell tickets. It's like, <laughs> it would get us in prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for reals, it would. <laughs> All right, well, this has been Beyond the Hate. Thanks Peace. For Peace, motherfucker.